We ready? Yes. everyone and welcome to another episode of the four jobbers podcast i am your host ginger heat and if something sounds funny about my voice it's well it's it's not ginger heat he's still off in a stupid beach uh, with his with his stupid friends and having a stupid good old time and we're all very not jealous of him but he's not here uh the podcast is frankly better for it uh, but we are looking forward to welcoming him back next week. But for now, we do have three jobbers, and I will introduce the first of the three, who is, and I'm going to see if I can do this justice, the body from Kirkati. <laughs> that wasn't me. Loose ass, loose ass. Loose ass, uh, loose ass, loose ass. <laughs> Jordan D's, Jordan D's. <laughs> How are you? Did you watch the Champions League final? Because I know that's what Brad would ask you. Absolutely is. Um, I I watched some of it. I won't lie. I was at a, a, a mate's house having a, a wee a wee drink or twenty, um, and I got quite drunk and forgot about it at some point. Um, but then when I flicked back on, I heard one nil, and I was like, yeah, forget it. No, I'm not. I'm not watching this crap. Um, <laughs> one nothing. So no, yeah, it's over. Yeah, <laughs> one. I honestly, the in, beautiful game, everyone. Yeah, that's it. Um, I hear it was a not an overly exciting contest, but uh, yeah, I mean, I guess that's where where money gets you, right? Like they say, it's one of the biggest occasions in the world of football, and this is one of the best teams ever seen. Yeah. When you break financial fair play rules and spend billions getting players in, uh, that that will do it for you. Um, so yeah, there we go, cheating bastards. Get a life, kid. There we yeah, go. Basically. Yeah. Speaking of billions, someone who turned down a billion dollars from Saudi Arabia to come to the MLS, mm-hmm. Lionel Messi is playing in MLS. Did you yeah. ever think we'd come to a day when he'd be doing that? I the, didn't. The interesting thing about his deal, right, is that yes, he's turned down the money, the big money from the Saudis or whatever, but he is also being paid handsomely by. We'll never know. Oh no, he's trying to speak the truth, <laughs> and he got taken out. <laughs> he got censored. He got frozen. He's also he's also being paid by. <laughs> Oh, no, I've been censored by Riverside. Um, they don't want you to speak the truth. There we go. Well, do you know what? Okay. You're not going to get to hear it anyway now. He's being paid by other people, so he's getting money somewhere. He's just not getting the big pay packet all at one. It's split over several CD deals. So, yeah, they're all just Pretty as bad wild. as each other. Pretty wild. Inter-Miami, the team he's going to, now has more Instagram followers than any NFL, NHL, NBA, or MLB team on That's Instagram. Insane, Not wow. more than the four jobbers, though. We are eternal. We have a billion. Global. We have yeah. three billion. And the second jobber I'm going to introduce is the waxy, the venomous, the son of the dentist. That's 
No, that's me. Hello, uh, guys. <laughs> <laughs> is that is that how I sound? No, not at all. <laughs> Hello, guys. Um, no, he is the charismatic, the enigmatic, the bizarre, the wonderful, the smart, the brilliant, the shining star, the barbarian himself. Oh. They hate Jason. What up, Jason? <laughs> That's not got. much what is up with you I, I i saw you watched friday night smackdown uh this past week you had your opinions uh any other wrestling you've been watching lately that's from this era ideally oh because i did just watch the 1996 SummerSlam. <laughs> but uh <laughs> no i i, I try and did. keep up with raw and smackdown at least and if uh, anything else is worth the time then i shall give it some attention but uh yeah i skimmed through smackdown i watched it at 1 a.m and then i i, I finished at two nice, nice. so i mean you just one hour power hour yeah. yeah trim the fat and i am of course the waxy and venomous and son of the dentist the wax mamba and uh brad i hope i did a good job uh living up to your of course high high bar that you set for us every week um but let's move into some wrestling as jason mentioned we try to keep up to date with the regular goings on and we're actually in a little bit of a i don't want to say a lull but we're in a period where we don't have a premium live event still for another few weeks we had the the saudi show uh night of champions night of champions Uh, a couple weeks ago, and we only have money in the bank on Canada Day, July 1st. So we still have a few weeks. And so we, well, I scraped through to find some news stories for these two uh, masterful wrestling minds to share their opinions on. And I suppose if we have no more opening bants, we can jump right in to... You know how it is with the, the with there it is, <laughs> and it's it's good. News. There we go. The news. <laughs> the news. Yeah. Why not? Uh, first things first. The four jobbers do have to pour one out for a true legend. Uh, we did lose an all timer, a great somebody who many many uh, currently wrestling would look up to. The Iron Sheik, Sheiky, uh, one of the great wrestlers, wrestling figures, wrestling personalities. Yeah. Um, if you haven't had a chance to watch his Hall of Fame speech, I, I highly recommend you do. I watched it the other day. It is one of the all-time great ones. It's fantastic. Yeah, uh, rest in peace to a true icon of the earlier era of wrestling. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, Hulk Hogan is a jabroni. Brony, oh. Rice Krispie Dick, all, all those things in, in, in your honor, Sheiky. You know. <laughs> so just wanted to mention that before we jump into some wrestling news. I actually put the news in our very exclusive, very private, very lonely Four Jobbers group chat. I usually put in the equally exclusive and lonely uh, note. But mix we will up. talk about something mix that happened. Yeah, mix it up. Exactly. We want to keep, uh, keep these jobbers on their toes. 
Uh, we will talk about something that did happen on SmackDown, uh, or as Simon Miller calls it, SmackDown. He really likes to enunciate the CK for some reason. Okay. And we have another new title belt, title repackaging. This time it is for Asuka for the SmackDown Women's Championship. I believe it is now the WWE Women's Championship. Uh, you know, you guys can definitely give me your opinion on how the new belt looks, but that was not the main source of the conversation surrounding this whole thing because, of course, the conversation comes to who showed up and a lot of people feel stole a bit of the spotlight from Asuka, but the queen herself, Charlotte Flair. Yeah. So I'll kind of go in two parts on this. Number one, you like the repackaging overall of the belt, the title name. And number two, should this have really been more Asuka's moment to, to kind of be triumphant, stand as a champion? Or do you not mind that we start something with Charlotte once again? Um, I mean... I'll open this to either, yeah. I... I... I like the rebranding. It, it makes more sense to me. I don't like the idea of there being Raw and SmackDown champions, if that makes sense. I think having somebody who is the WWE champion makes, you know, it, it, I think it's just easier when things inevitably do change over and swap around, right? I was very happy that it was uh, Asuka that was receiving that and not somebody else. You know, they didn't wait until another champion was in place or, or give it to Bianca before she lost it. I'm glad that it's Asuka that gets to be the inaugural WWE Women's Champ. Uh, that That is nice. But yeah, I mean, I enjoyed that for a grand total of about 30 seconds before somebody else's music hits and they wander down the ramp. And I'm like, really? D really? Again, there's not going to be anything. Like, is she incapable of having a feud with somebody outside of there being a title involved? It's not worth her time unless the gold is in the mix. But she's like, and I understand that. I totally understand that she she's always there for the gold, right? And that's fine. But she's now lost it so many times. I don't feel like she's as big a superstar as she was because I know that she's beatable. I don't know if you I don't know I don't know about that. She comes back and she always skips the line. She is the line. That was a good line. Line 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 when she said yeah, I, lots of lines. I start the line and she's and she's right. No matter how many times she loses, she always wins it back or wins it. That's why she has like a million title reigns already. Um people have a problem because they know when she comes back it's like when Brock's music hits when someone that you like just won the title like like five years ago oh, or whatever. Hell. And you're like, all right, they're going to lose now. Cool. Um, I hope that Asuka has enough um, credibility and uh, whatever word there is for being like a top yeah. talent with respect. I know there's a word. I can't find yeah. it right now. Um, that they can have a good feud that Asuka can win. Like, I don't think we want to see Charlotte always come back and win right away. That's stupid. I mean, it's okay. It's okay if she struggles a the, bit against someone like Oscar. Yeah, I think this is a this is a good feud. If if I think about it in the the grand scheme of WWE for Oscar, you know she's got the title again. Her undefeated streak was broken by Charlotte, so there's a bit of a redemption piece there for her, and I, and I kind of like that if they incorporate that storyline into this part of of uh, her. 
her timeline as such. I don't know if they will, but they, they definitely mm. should. I think the um, the only problem I have at the minute is I now don't know who's face and who's heel. Because everything up to Asuka winning the title, Asuka was heel. Of course she was, because Bianca had to be face. So now, now what do we right. have? Is, is Charlotte coming back as a heel or is she coming back as a face? I think it's gonna play. Just... It's gonna play itself out. I think we haven't seen it yet. That was, of but that'd be my guess. Another thing that's important with Charlotte coming back, it gives Bianca a reason to dig even deeper into that heel hole and have a reason to be upset and get angry, maybe cheat or just like just lose it and become a heel. Yeah, no, I mean, we need to see something from her, and I think it needs to be something that is. Uh, <clears throat> brought out by somebody else and if that person is going to be somebody like Charlotte in some kind of three-way angle of this story then yeah fine whatever I think it also works from a perspective of she just beat Bianca who had a year-long reign why not keep it going with someone hot Mm -hmm. someone who already has the name brand value like do I want her to jump right into a match with Raquel no, Raquel's not built up to that point yet. So why not keep her going, keep her hot, keep her in something good? I don't think Charlotte should win if if they are, let's say this ends up in a match at Money in the Bank or SummerSlam. I don't think she should win either of those. Mm. But at least give Asuka something of, of impact to do while we build up some of these names. Uh, you know, whether it's Raquel, whether it's Bailey again, whether it's Io who I thought was also going to be potentially uh, a challenger. And I would be a lot more interested in that. But at the same time, you acknowledge we're not there with EO yet. I know she's fantastic. And the, you know, the marks know she's fantastic, but the average person sees her still as the hench henchwoman of damage control. So for now, if Charlotte Flair is the name value, then so be it. I don't love how it was done on Friday from what I saw, but because I do feel it still ends up with her as kind of like the upper hand, which is, but I guess that might for me imply that she's the heel. Yeah. Um, so we'll see. We'll see. I, I'm, I'm ready to let this kind of exactly as Jason said, play it out a bit. Uh, let's talk a bit more about some WWE goings on because we had something very interesting come through on NXT. Actually, a couple things. Uh, number one, Baron Corbin and Mustafa Ali both competed in matches on NXT, and we're seeing a lot more of this lately. WWE superstars coming down to NXT kind of as a litmus test for the talent that's on the roster. And I love this personally. If you are going to go forward with NXT not being the black and gold, the indie darlings anymore, and you're really going to make it a developmental brand, then you got to see if your talent is developing. And what better way to do it? Oh, Baron Corbin's not doing anything. Ali's getting a life, kid. Um, True. So why not? Why not um, put some competition? But the big name that might be coming down to do some business on NXT is the world heavyweight champion himself, Seth Rollins, who was challenged to a match for his title by Braun Breaker. Number one, do you want to see this match in general? And number two, is NXT the right venue for the world championship to be on the line? 
and I see some shaking heads. Uh, uh, I'll start off by saying the matchup <laughs> itself is excellent. But yeah, well, how do yeah. you feel about the World Heavyweight Championship kind of going down to NXT? I mean, Jason, it's you need, you need to take it. It's kind of lowering the bar a little bit for this championship. Like uh, when I look at Braun Breaker, I see a monster. I see a future star for sure, but. I don't think he's quite yeah. there yet. Uh, he has a lot of work to do to be considered a uh, legit threat to a world championship on the main roster. But um, if this is kind of just like a moment for Seth to like sun him a bit, if you know what I mean, like just be like, oh, yeah, you're a good yeah. kid, but not quite there yet. Then I guess that's OK to give him some shine. I don't love that. This is where the title is starting. You already had one defense on uh, on Raw. Who do you fight? I forget. Uh, 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 oh, Damien Priest, another Damian, guy yeah, that could Damian. be there, but he's not quite there. So, I mean, on one hand, you have Asuka starting her title reign with Charlotte Flair, who's arguably the best <laughs> of all time. And Seth's first was against guys that could eventually be at that level, but aren't quite there. So, you, I mean, I don't know. Like, it looks, it looks kind of weak. But at the same time, you could be like, well, he's building up people for the future at least but i don't, but, I don't know but then the, my biggest issue with that then is i'm supposed to believe that this is the the heavyweight top tier title on raw but it doesn't feel like that because you're giving me matches one every week and two against guys potentially who are just not at the top of they don't it doesn't feel like yeah, like if we're gonna watch Oscar versus Charlotte, it could legit go either way, uh, and it, and we wouldn't be surprised if Damian yeah, Priest won the title. I'd be like, what kind of title is this? Like, what ha- like what yeah. happened? Same thing with Braun. I'm like, that's way too soon. Um, and and they're that's doing it. it with the women's tag titles too that are gonna be uh, combined with the NXT tag titles. The the women's tag titles have been used and abused, and only second to the twenty four seven title. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the the one thing I'll say about uh, about that real quick before jumping back to Braun and Seth is there are more formed women's tag teams in NXT. I think I'd rather see some legit, like we just saw uh, Caden Carter and Katana Chance mm. debut on yeah, Raw true. last week. They have been a tag team for a good amount of time. And I think Alba Fire and Isla Dawn also got yeah. called up in the draft. So I'd rather at least see some form tag teams than have what WWE's been doing, which is, hey, you and you, pair up. All right, now you pair up with another person. And then you yeah. are injured. So come back and then all this. So I don't love it, but we've been talking that we need a solution for the women's tag team belts for a while. And I'd like to at least see them try this in the absence of something else. With Braun and Seth, I agree. It kind of takes away a lot of the drama of the title. I get what they're trying to do by making it like the the working man's title. So it's, it's a mid-card title. Time. <laughs> but yeah, that's what it feels like. It's like because you're not going to actually... It's the IC title. That's what it feels like. Yeah, you're, you're not going to change the title. And of course, I'm prepared to be wrong if they actually mm-hmm. do it. But they're not going to do it. You're not going to take the title off Seth on a weekly show. That just doesn't happen anymore, or very rarely. Maybe they do. Maybe that's what they need, is they need to actually do it. So then we think, oh. It could happen. Oh, yeah, it could happen. It could happen. Do you know, like, the only, the one big, biggest problem I had with this is that this was on NXT as part of NXT's taping, right? 
if you're right. if, that's why I didn't you know, hear about it. I was like, what the hell? Well, this is the first go, I heard so about it. We watch a lot of wrestling, and still we some you know sometimes miss bits and pieces, right? If you only watch Raw and SmackDown, you wouldn't know about this. If you're really trying to push this guy and try and show showcase what he can do, he needs to turn up on Raw. I mean, I guess he will tonight, right? Yeah, I mean, I mean, I think it's possible. L- yeah. Let's see, right? Get prepared to eat your words. <laughs> he needs to turn up on Raw, start barking, do the whole uh-huh. thing that he does, and then come face to face with Seth. Fine, I'm okay with that. I I know he's not going to win because if he did, that would be mental. Mm. The last time somebody came up from NXT and won straight away was. It must be KO and John Cena. John Cena, had yeah, open challenge. But, and even even KO him came he, up as the champ even him, he, and, and he beat him. He, yeah, but he didn't at least he didn't win the title, right? Imagine he won the title. No, no. I mean the, yeah, you'd have to go back to like Paige probably uh, yeah. on AJ yeah. Lee. Oh, that was great though. I think. Yeah, that was great. And it, and worked it made then. sense a little bit. Yeah, more. yeah, it worked then. I don't know if this would work. But, I don't know if it would kill the the hype and buzz that Seth has re- just now it also is such a brand new title that if you're going to flip flop it around like that I'd yeah, I don't like, want it uh, flopped yet give it a little bit of uh some love before you flop it stay with the flip yeah, and then gotta, we'll flop more flip before it'll flop yeah you're kind of starting from square one from a prestige standpoint i know they took the original world heavyweight champion yeah. lineage but you're not making that connection in your head yet. You got to give it a few successful defenses before it's like, oh, yo, no, this is a big deal to win this. Like when the IC and US titles were being won by like, <laughs> by like every month. <laughs> yeah. So, no. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's the, what did I say? No, I can't hear the drop. So I didn't know if I was pressing it or not. Did you hear it? Yes. No. Oh shit. Oh, I didn't hear it. Um. What was it? What? I guess it was the fart one. But. Oh. <laughs> yeah, the titles. Respect the titles. I don't yeah. know what else to say about these damn titles. Yeah. Nothing more to say. Um. One more thing on WWE, and then we're gonna go to AEW real quick. Um. We're talking. We're. I'm going to talk a little bit about Money in the Bank coming up because this is something I saw on Twitter, which I, as we all know, has the smartest and, and most well thought out takes uh, imaginable. They make us look stupid. Yeah, um, actually, they make us look smart, but that's okay. Uh, but th- this one I kind of thought was interesting, uh, where somebody took the men's Money in the Bank, the current competitors. Ricochet, Shinsuke Nakamura, LA Knight, Santos Escobar, and Butch. And one TBD, which will be Matt Riddle or Damian Priest. Such and they said man. they are upset about the lack of star power in the match. Which other people said, no, this is a star-making match. And these are all names that we've said for a long time we'd like to see have more of an opportunity. And here is that opportunity. So I just want to know real quick. We don't need to get into predictions. That's obviously going to come in a couple weeks. Uh, but... What do you make of this? If I if I listed off those names, are you excited to see the match? Because hey, someone fresh can 
elevate themselves into that main title threatening picture? Or are you kind of more on the line like I'd love to see like a Drew or a Sheamus just get thrown in to put some eyeballs on the match a little bit more? I I think the, ga- the guys that have been announced for this so far are um, are guys who are going to make the match look good. They're going to be flying around. They're going to be taking bumps. They're going to be doing all of that kind of stuff. And that's what that match kind of needs. Um, I absolutely think that the winner of this match will absolutely contend against Seth's title because there is nobody in that match. And I don't mean to be rude, but there's nobody in that match that's going to compete against Roman. So it has to be for Seth's title. And, And that's fine. But I feel like by the names that we've mentioned, we kind of know where the angle of this match is going to go, right? It's going to go after Seth. And that's not a bad thing at all, but it's just with the demographic, as you say, a lack of star power, if you want to call it that, it kind of makes it a little bit more predictable about which angle they're going to go with it. That's not a bad thing, though, because I am actually very excited that this match doesn't have the usual suspects. It, it makes it more interesting for me because I actually don't know who would come out of this as a winner. So, yeah, I, I'm excited by it and I like what they're doing. Frozen? I don't think oh. you... Sorry. Oh, who's frozen? Me? You froze for a sec. Yeah, just Always. a moment. Just um, a moment. Yeah, I, I, I like what they're doing with this and I like the fact that it's the the mid card if you want to call it that i don't think that's necessarily true but the the lesser power stars it's cool it's different the mid card oh it's true it's damn true this is a mid card in the bank is what the m stands yeah. for <laughs> <laughs> but you know what it's going to be a good match for sure uh will the drama be less cuz he's not obviously like you said he's not going to go towards roman and also the chances that they even beat Seth probably low unless they start really building them after they get the briefcase, which I hope they do because it is one of the most popular matches and uh, premises in wrestling. Uh, and I feel like they've kind of, the, there's been too many forgettable ones lately. They don't all have yeah. to be all timers, but they can't be guys that you have no confidence in whatsoever. And guys that go after the United States title inst- instead of the main title or guys that, bet the briefcase and the Miz takes it from them and then the Miz wins it back and then all this bullshit with the briefcase the briefcase is heavy on its own you don't have to put stuff on it uh give to someone that we believe in and um make make them strong look strong it's pretty simple these guys in the match are all great wrestlers but I don't believe any of them really deserve the briefcase except maybe LA Knight just because of popularity not because he's been made to look good hmm yeah, I do like it from a from a standpoint of elevating somebody potentially. Um, you know, it, it reminds me back of the original Money in the Bank matches when you could argue that the guys in there were mid-carders yeah. or upper mid-carders looking to ascend, right? The Christians, Chris Jericho, Edge, Kane. At the time, some of them had been world champions before, but at the time, that was definitely their place in the card. You know, you have Shinsuke, who is a former Royal Rumble winner, um, so there were times when someone like him was True. higher up in the pecking order, 
Uh, I agree. It takes some work. Whoever wins this briefcase, even if, uh, let's say, you put Damian Priest in, let's say he wins, I think he will uh, win the qualifying match mm. to get in. And then let's say you put the briefcase on him. I'd say he has the highest amount of current credibility yeah, just with the judgment day being there. That That's but a low bar. No no offense against Damian Priest, is. but that's, he hasn't done it. It is. Like, for sure, but I, I like the idea of potentially using this match to build somebody because, I don't know, I always find that, let's say you put Sheamus in. Sheamus doesn't need that match to add to potentially being a threat for the title. What are some of the most memorable Money in the Bank cash-ins, right? Dolph Ziggler, Seth Rollins, Edge, the original, when these guys are elevated because there's that threat, when are they going to cash in? When could they cash in? And that's, um, that's the beauty of this as well. Like These guys that were saying, oh, yeah. yeah, they're not there yet. Well, that doesn't matter if they're there yet. If, yeah. if WWE creatives see and have a plan for one of their talent, we don't need to be able to see it yet because they've potentially got eight months to a year to, to build that, you know? That's it. And, Just and, make us believe it. Yeah, it, it, that can take time, and, that, and I'm okay with that. We'll see. I am encouraged by the match. It's just nice to see something fresh and new. Um, and, and yeah, all it takes is to get the briefcase on one of them. And then it's up to the WWE and Triple H and I guess Vince, technically, because mm. we know he's back there now, uh, to make us believe that this person is legit. Don't do what they did with Austin Theory. Ugh. Don't do what they did with Liv or with Nikki or with uh, some of the other Otis. busts we've had recently. Otis. No, make this Baron person Corbin. out to be a threat. Baron Corbin. Uh, and, you know, we could go on. We could go on. But make this person out to be a threat. That's all. Like, if LA Knight wins, then, yeah, I don't care if he challenges for Seth. Yeah, him versus Seth would be... Belt. It could be a fire uh, feud, fire feud. Yeah, but then fire. LA Knight needs to start winning more he, Yeah, he can't just be a good talker. You got to walk a little bit. Exactly. People love him, but if he keeps losing... Yeah. People will eventually kind of give up. Yeah. 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 Uh, one more AEW story just before we kind of wrap up. Uh, we have CM Punk's first match, which is coming up. It's this week. And it will oh, be yeah. CM Punk and his two only friends <laughs> in the company, FTR, <laughs> to go up against Samoa Joe, uh, Jay White. And Juice Robinson. What? If I'm not mistaken. Jay and Ooh. Juice. Oh. Bullet Club. Um, Jordan, I'll go right to you from an AEW perspective. Is this a good way to kind of bring him back in? I, we talked about it. We don't want it to jump right into something with Kenny. If it kicks something off, great. But is this is this just a way to kind of... I see Jason shaking his head. Is this a way to maybe ease him back in a little bit? Toss him, him in. Shebang. I, I mean... We know that FTR and CM Punk have had their alliance and uh, that they're friendly. So, yep, fine. I think this is more of an exhibition piece to get a couple of guys on the the show. Uh, FTR yeah. are you know they're always going to have a good match. I think um, Bullet Club Gold, as they're they're known now in AW, are uh, they've been all right so far. Like Jay and and Juice, I don't know a huge amount of their the um back catalog but i have watched a few matches with them now and yeah they're good um so maybe this is again more trying to set up something between them and ftr 
the addition of Samoa Joe. All right. <laughs> okay. Don't, 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 sure. yeah, don't, <laughs> okay, fine. Um, I imagine that this match will just be a good match. Pretty standard. I reckon CM Punk will obviously get the win. And then I'm kind of expecting something to happen to Punk after the match. I think that's really what this is about, to get him out to the ring so that something can happen. And I don't know what that will be. Yeah. Well, I don't know. What I think it's be. fine to if you want to ease him back in with different kinds of matches, but at least be sprinkling those Kenny seeds, like just little seeds, little moments, little little things you can look at to know Kenny's coming. You don't have to like give it right away, but I want to. I wanted to work towards something. Not these like. Remember when he first came in and yeah. he had like a feud with Taz and all his sons, and everyone's like basically every <laughs> whatever yeah, exactly. whatever group <laughs> that was. And we're just like, all right, it's going on a little Kenny's bit long. Sons. It's like, can we have little sprinkle yeah. some Kenny seeds, you know, Omega seeds? Like, it just needs to be hmm. Punk even just cutting a promo where he says, you know, I'm an elite talent in this company. Yeah, even like you know, side even side eye. Like that, yeah. I'm just going to be like, oh, nice. Little, okay. So yeah. if he can do that, <laughs> <laughs> little things like that, perfect. But, yeah, uh, agreed. I, I think. I'm hoping this match is a means to an end. Um, there is a news story that came out that Punk isn't moving tickets as much as maybe AW oh, yeah, suspected outside of Chicago. I don't really read too much into it. I think AW people at this point are AW fans and they're going to buy tickets to shows because it's AW. And then, of course, Chicago, it's it's their guy. Yeah. You know, it's, they're They're going to buy tickets for him. Eric Bischoff called him like the biggest financial flop in history. Uh, I think it's a little too premature to say oh, that. In history. Uh, there's a whole lot of money to be made. It's so hyperbolic. Yeah, it's crazy. In history. Yeah. There's a yeah. whole lot of money to be made, especially if they lean into the Kenny Omega uh, and the, the kicking, the kicking boys uh, feud. Um, so it's way too early to, to call any of that. And I'm someone who is, extra cynical on cm punk and aew sometimes that there's no way we could say oh he's not moving tickets brother he's not making bank brother not selling merch uh you know that's just some old old weirdos <laughs> being yeah. weird yeah uh and then just before we we sign off uh, i always like to talk about the dark side of the ring episode i try to watch them kind of right when they come out this one i really recommend you guys check out uh jason went to like Jason, Jason, dark, dark, fully black dark side of the four jobbers, like the, Jordan. Yeah. <laughs> you look like the vacant. You look like the vacant uh, silhouette they put in for for titles. Um, this one's Magnum TA, and honestly, this is someone I really didn't know a whole lot about. But it's interesting how they wrap it up in the narrative that he was their answer to Hulk mm. Hogan uh, back when uh, Jim Crockett was still kind of the only remaining territory against. So he's Vince like the Zoom. And if anyone knows yeah. that reference, and he was, <laughs> yeah, nice. yeah, get it, get it. And he was built up and he was, he was getting over really, really heavy, but unfortunately he had a pretty rough accident. His career was over and I don't know how much I believe it was solely this, but they definitely made it that his injury is basically what killed Jim Crockett and eventually led way to, yeah. to um, the WWE fully or the WWF at the time fully taking over. Um, don't know how much validity there is of that. I'm sure there were other factors, but really interesting story. You actually hear from Magnum himself uh, in the story. Oh, I've and watched it. Yeah, 
I will watch you it. Know, typical, typical. Yeah. yeah Jim Cornette's in it again, Jason. Corny, so. corny, corny. Um, and then next week's episode is Eddie and Mike Graham. And I actually got to learn a bit about these guys through the Tales from the Territories series. Because Eddie is the guy who did uh, championship wrestling in the Florida Territory. And both of them were pretty, pretty popular. And they both, unfortunately, took their own lives. So I'm curious to hear how they tackle that story uh, as well. So, yeah, Darkseid is, is doing its regular level of quality, in my opinion. Highly recommend you check it Will out. Will do. Nice. Yeah, definitely. All right. Well, I think that is it for us this week. You got to hear some news. You got to hear from They Hate Jason, The Body from Kirkati, The Wax Mamba, and Not Brad. So that's always great. <laughs> Who just who just did the? <laughs> it's so quick. You could like you almost have to wonder if you caught it. Yeah. Um, you can follow us and find us on all types of social media: Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, email, uh, TikTok, MySpace, the Four Jobbers, People. MySpace, Friendster, yeah, um, yeah Google Plus. Um, just in real life, you can find us on the streets. Find me on the streets. And if, you, on the streets. and if you're not down with us, we got two words yeah. for you. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, that too. <laughs>